Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to Untorn Radio, where we talk about life struggles and the hunger for more, whatever your background is, it doesn't matter. This is a safe place for a potentially life transformational message. We are broadcasting live from the Harvest House here in Buffalo, New York, with the retreat. And we're coming at you live in just a few moments. This is Switch with Love Alone is Worth the Fight. Adam, what do you think of Switchfoot? You like that stuff? You like that music? I do. What's your... (laughs) A man of many words. Yes, (laughs) I am a man of many words. You are not Groot. I am... I am not Groot. You are not Groot, no. I am not Groot. And we are not Groot. No, we are not Groot either. We are at the Harvest House, live on location with the Journey Church, which is awesome, Journey Christian Church, from Greece, New York. Yes? Yes? Yes. Yes. And we are hanging out with these guys. This is our second year doing a retreat with Journey Church. Share your experience, man. Talk about it. Well, it all starts up front with a man named Jeff. Great guy. Good leader. Uh, Also works with Infusion quite a bit, you could say. And, and then also the, the youth group here is just really, really fun. They're a good group of kids. A lot of switch from last year. A lot of kids that we had last year kind of moved on, graduated. So now we got some fresh people. And it's been, it's been nice to meet a lot of you newer people and especially the, uh, the people that have been helping out this weekend as well, hearing their story, hearing where they've been at. And it's just been really fun so far. Say hi, youth group. Hi, hi youth group. <laughs> Very good. That's awesome. Let, let's try it again. Say hi, youth group. Hi, you group. There you go. Yeah, they're all ex- excited. We in- introduced a game to them this uh, yesterday called... Yesterday. Well, today we played it again. I thought we introduced it today, but Canadian Dodgeball. Yes. It's a lot of fun. It's really weird. We almost had a winner today. It was so close, and it's basically the dodgeball game that never ends, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. What's your experience with Canadian Dodgeball? You have fun with that? I do. It's really, really difficult when you're about to get back in or you are in the process of getting back in and then somebody snipes you from behind and gets you back out. It's pretty much the worst thing ever. Yeah. So the theme this weekend, we're looking at this whole idea of being rock solid, rock solid faith and, and whatnot. And, and Adam, share what it means for you, for you as a college student, now a former college student uh, in your 20s to live rock solid today. I'm really starting to shift gears, Jay, into into working a bunch of different part-time jobs, including Infusion as well. 
And one of the things that I've really kind of learned from, from these weeks I can take back into my jobs is just being rock solid amongst other people who maybe don't believe the same way that I do. So uh, working at where I work, a lot of people are saying this or that, and it's, it's kind of hard to sometimes not allow that to kind of penetrate into your life, into your spiritual life. So you have to kind of, you have to really be focused on, on what your goal is, what your mission is, and you have to be really, really focused on, you know, staying in the scripture, staying in the word, being prayed up about it, and just uh, asking God to help you to get through the day to, to really show these people who Jesus is through your life. And so that's what I've been trying to work on. It's a consistency factor of continuing to remember to press into the Lord when difficulty happens, when, when troubles come about and things like that, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I've heard, it, I've heard it said that, you know, if you have if you're working on, on building up a testimony for somebody or, or trying to witness to somebody, it can take years to build up that witness, but it can only take a couple of moments to tear out all the witness that you just worked on. So it's really, really important to focus. And not just for you, but also other people that have tried to witness to an individual, and it takes that split-second moment. People tend to remember uh, the bad more so than the good, and that kind of sticks out. Why is that? Why do people... I mean, I've got my opinions, but uh, I mean, for the sake of discussion here. I think that people just like to point out the the wrongness in other people, like maybe their weak spots. So say that... Uh, for, for atheists, you know, the, some Christian movies that come out really point a, paint atheists as these super prideful jerks who, who are really, really boastful about what they know and like to tease Christians. But that's, we know that's not all atheists. Not all atheists treat us like that. And so we like to paint that for atheists how they are. And then I think atheists do the same for us or other people who are in different aspects of, the faith, of different faiths do that to us too. They're like, well, well those Christians... They're the ones who picket at funerals, or they're the ones that uh, that have all this other stuff that goes on, and they're just so judgmental, they're so cruel, they're so mean. How how can God really, really love them or care about them? That kind of stuff. I think that they see, they, they pick and choose what they really want to see about our faith. And sometimes they ignore the Christians right in front of them that are trying to live an example as what it should look like to live in. So that's, why, that's what I would say, I guess. Well, joining us on Untorn Radio is... Jeff, Jeff is to my left, uh, most of you to his right, uh, or to my right. I can't talk today. I'm out of it. I am so, yeah. Anyway, Jeff, welcome aboard. Uh, you're the youth pastor here at Journey. You've been here for a number of years. I've known you for a while. Uh, talk about Infusion's relationship with you. Talk about Infusion's relationship with your youth group. Thanks, Jay. Um, I've really appreciated getting to know you and uh, the Infusion Ministries, and it serves youth ministries in a great way. Um, here this weekend, uh, my youth leaders get to be here, my students get to be here, and we get to experience the retreat weekend together. We don't know the games, so you're teaching us all the games. It's not like uh, the leaders have uh, developed this intricate plan, and we're executing all of it. Because a lot of times when, when we have done retreats in the past that way, um, the leaders are anticipating the next thing to get done or the next um, you know event to move the students to, and we're so busy running the things that we're not experiencing the weekend with the students. And this is really special to have this group of kids uh, be here with us and to experience it alongside of them. So I love... Uh, the way that Infusion comes in and supports uh, our retreat weekend. And then uh, there's all the other stuff that I know Infusion's involved with. 
and um, the networking that's happening through Infusion and the different churches that are being uh, reached and the kids that maybe don't have a good relationship with the church. And, and, you know, you talked about uh, attitudes that people of different faiths have towards Christians. Well, a lot of times, you know, there's Christians that have attitudes towards the church because maybe they're coming out of a church uh, relationship that just was, was toxic for them. Or maybe they saw some uh, real blatant and bold hypocrisy, or maybe they just did not feel cared for. I know uh, a part of my story is my mother's conversion to faith and the the church that my father got saved through was very strict, very judgmental, and uh, my mom did not receive that. She did not like it, and she really didn't like us having anything to do with that body of Christians, and it wasn't till much later in my life, I think when I was uh, in 11th grade, that uh, we made a switch to churches, uh, to Journey, and um, you know there there was people that my mom knew not from a church background, but from PTAs and from playdates with her kids that she felt cared for. She felt that they that she wasn't a project, that she wasn't some you know disbelieving heathen woman that everyone was praying for behind the closed doors of the church, but that she was someone that. The, the ladies at that church and the people at that church really cared about getting to know just as an individual. And so I love that uh, teens can come out to an infusion event, uh, a retreat or a camp, and maybe not have much to do with a local church, but really feel cared for in a place like this. It's awesome. We've been looking at the theme this weekend of rock solid. What does the rock solid theme mean to you personally? Uh, maybe your family, for what you can share in this venue, in this forum. Uh, what does being rock solid mean for you as a youth pastor to uh, your teens involved in your youth group? You introduced the theme uh, of rock solid with the parable of building a house on a rock or on sand. And there's so much sand that we build our lives on. You, know, you can build it on a relationship as a married man, I can build my house on my marriage with my wife. And on the days that that marriage is going great, my house is in decent shape. And on the weeks where we haven't been able to connect or we're just missing each other, uh, on the intimacy levels, uh, the house can be pretty shaky. Um, if I'm building my house on my fatherhood, you know, and how my kids are doing, are they representing me well? Are they making me look like I'm a good dad doing a good job at raising them to do the right things. That's awesome, and I look great. But then when they're just kids, when they're normal 9-year-olds and normal 4-year-olds, and they're just behaving the way they are going to behave sometimes, they can make me look bad, and I can, you know, how do I discipline them? In the most, how do I talk to them? How do I correct them? And it becomes about me, and, and that's real sandy area. You know, I know that a lot of times I've, I've heard a song, and I've heard a, a lyric that I just love, and I just kind of want to build a philosophy or a theology around that lyric, and then I go back to the scriptures, and I'm like, it doesn't line up like that. And while that lyric is really clever and really catchy, it's, it's sand. Um, our, our hobbies, our pastimes, so much sand in this world, and... Uh, you mentioned the other day the advertisements. I think you said something like 5,000 advertisements a day come at us. All of those yeah. preaching a message, all of those saying, if you buy this car, you'll have an adventure. Mm-hmm. If you go to this school, 
you'll marry this really hot chick. You know, if you do this, that, or the other, we promise you all these great things. And it's so easy to kind of get sucked into the promises and build your life on things that, that, that don't stand up. The gospel of Jesus Christ, though, always endures. You know, what Jesus came to do as a living human being, fully God, fully man, is supposed to outlast everything because it existed before everything. And and, and so no matter how my relationship with my wife goes, no matter how my kids are represented to me, no matter what lyrics are going through my head, you know, no matter what advertisements I'm buying into or I'm ignoring, you know, if I keep coming back to the word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ, I'm going to be able to face you know, the troubles that are going to come because I'm going to invest in something that's going to fall up short. I'm going to spend my time doing something that's a waste of time and I'm going to have to scrap the whole project and start from scratch. You know, I'm going to have disagreements and arguments with my wife and we're going to take step forwards together in agreement and we're going to look back and go, that was the wrong thing to do. And if everything has to be right, if everything has to be perfect, if everything has to pan out the way you plan it, um, well, you're just going to be really disappointed all the time. And that's sandy areas. And so, uh, you know, for, for the teens, for myself, there's nothing better we could establish our lives on. There's nothing better we could spend our time focusing on, thinking on, praying about, worshiping about, singing about than the gospel of Jesus Christ. You've already touched upon it, but it's worth kind of diving into a little bit more. We build so much on our the foundation of our lives on shifting sand, where we kind of ebb to and fl- to and fro. What are some of the things in culture that you observe that promote? that sort of behavior instead of being attached to something that is foundational and rock solid. Particularly with teens. uh, So much of it is founded in our relationships. And a lot of relationships, we have control on how we invest in them. But, But more often than not, we're surrounded by people that we don't have a choice. You know, you, you end up at school... And you're surrounded by those people, not by choice. You you even pick a church, and yeah, you have some limited input on who you sit near and who you spend your time with. But um, some Christian relationships can be end up being toxic like that, and and really we become like who we're surrounded with, and we become like what we invest in. You know, Scripture talks about them worshiping idols and them becoming worthless like those idols. Um, so, so, so it could be that we're spending time and having relationships with people that are just pursuing wrong, worthless things. Um, it could be that our leisure time just becomes really important to us and how we spend that. It could be we just are rebelling against something around us that has left a scar, left a mark. Um, but, but I think it really is having to do with what we're relating to around us. Mm -hmm. And if you're relating, you know, poorly with your past or poorly with um, the peers in your life that have influence, um, you're going to start buying in to what everyone else is selling too because, hey, they they all have that phone. I need to get that phone. And that's a completely innocuous, innocent thing. But, you know, they're all sleeping with their girlfriends and boyfriends. 
that must be okay. That must be the thing to do. Or, you know, we're all going out and we're going to get drunk. That must be the thing to do. Um, if you don't have something that's greater than fitting in, if you don't have something that's greater than meeting the very low expectations of the people around us, you're obviously going to start establishing parts of your life on sandy areas. And, you know, even if there is a rock buried deep down under all that sand, you're still in for a rough road down that path. Final question, kind of loaded. Love questions like that. What do you hope for for this generation? Particularly the teens in this room, because they need to hear it from you. And particularly for the teens that will listen that you don't know their names or faces. But what do you hope for teens that you come across in this generation, those in your youth group, and those might, that might listen to this broadcast at one point or another? I always come back to the very first time you and I met. Mm-hmm. We were talking with uh, Northeastern Seminary about the issues facing our culture, and we said two words, identity and intimacy. Mm-hmm. And if... This generation can recognize the identity that Christ is offering to them. And you look through all of Scripture, and and God gives. God created the whole earth, and then he makes Adam and Eve and says, it's all for you. Hmm. You and, And then Jesus, having all the riches of heaven, having the glorious throne, steps off of that and says, I'm going to come down so I can give that to you. Having eternal life, I'm going to die so I can give that to you. You know, if we can recognize who our Father God is, if we can recognize who He sees us as, you know, and, and what He's giving us and who He's calling us to be, I, I think that would do so much for this generation, that I'm a child of God, that I'm a redeemed saint, that I'm no longer enslaved to sin, you know, that I'm not a victim, that I'm not powerless, that I have the God of the universe on my side, planning my steps, establishing my future. That's huge. And then the other thing is how we relate to each other. And again, I you know, went into relationships last time, but we, we get so distracted by you know, cell phones and Facebook and Instagram and every other, you know, the newest app, the newest Snapchat. Xbox. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there's so many things popping out, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, how long does an app really last on our phone or on our tablets anymore? It's like it's cool for a week, and then the next thing has come out. The next Flappy Bird. <laughs> exactly. Um, everything is so disposable, and, it, and it's running away so quick, and we don't know how to have relationships anymore that actually are substantial, that have intimacy in them, you know, do these guys, do these students have friendships with someone that really knows them well mm-hmm. uh, in their good aspects and their weak aspects and loves them yeah. regardless? Um, you know, Can you let yourself be known and pursue to know your, your, your friends? Do you let yourself be known by your parents? You know, do you pursue to know them? You know, we have all these clashes between teens and their their parents. You know, and the parents are forgetting what it's like to be teens, and the teens are not considering what it's like to be a parent and have the responsibilities and the burdens that they wear. And so, really, you know, pursuing to let themselves be known 
and to know others for the glory of God. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, you got any questions for Jeff? I can't think of anything. And the whole time I was just sitting here, I was just like, I have absolutely no other questions. He's answering everything. <laughs> he was answering everything that I could have possibly thought of asking him in his deliberate answers. So he's good. All right, All studio right. audience, why don't you give your youth pastor a round of applause? And if you're tired, falling asleep, <laughs> you can still give a clap. <laughs> All right, we got Tim coming on down. Tim's going to take the hot seat for Come a quick interview. Down. Let's give Tim a round of applause as he comes to the. Who I've been calling Tommy all weekend. <laughs> Tim, how old are you? You can say that. I'm 14. You're 14. Uh, you're currently in doing some ninth and 10th grade stuff right now? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. What's your interest? What do you like to do? What are some of the things that, that you feel excited about inside? What do you like to do hobby-wise? I think some of my favorite hobbies, maintaining hobbies, is... I really like music. Music is something I love to do. I love writing music. Played piano for a couple years. It's just something that stuck with me. And then I just started growing a passion. And I was really thinking, maybe I could use this to glorify God. And that was really my end goal with starting music, is to be on a worship team, to praise God with my music. And I think that through the power of God, hopefully... I'll be able to glorify God with my music one day. And then a couple other hobbies I have is programming. I love to program. It's something I really find intriguing to me. I also want to use that for the glory of God. My dream would be to work with the Version team on their Bible app. Oh, isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. The kid, are you talking about the kids one or are you talking about the regular one? The fo- Oh, yeah, got it. Okay. You want to work with them on that? Yeah, I really want to work with them to build a better social interface so that way people can connect more. Christ. I thought that would be a really cool way. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you're into the technology, you're into the programming, you're into music. Do you have any favorite artists uh, when it comes to music, worship leaders or anything? Um, Other than Jake? <laughs> Jake's the worship leader here, by the way, for those of you who are listening. Let's see. For favorite artists, I don't think I choose favorites. I Okay. I normally listen to the lyrics, and if the lyrics are good, that's a good song. I'll add that to my playlist. I Do you have a favorite lyric or favorite quote from a song? Um, Maybe like a top three. Or, or a favorite song. I really like the Revelation song. Yeah. Holy, holy, okay. holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. That was something I really like because that shows how God is past, present, future, and he's always going to be the same, and he's always going to be there, and he'll always be holy. Do you know where that quote comes from? The Bible. <laughs> well, yes. Revelation. Yes. Yeah. Hence the Revelation song. <laughs> Some chuckles in here. You guys are awake. You guys are alive. Well, kind of. You're, you're drifting off. I see that. She's waving. <laughs> That's awesome. Rock solid. How do you, as a 14-year-old, want to be rock solid in the Lord for the rest of your life as you do programming, as you do music. What does this theme mean to you as you leave this place tomorrow and go back to your normal life? I think rock solid means to me that when I'm doing music, when I'm doing programming, when I'm doing something I like, when other people are doing what they like, they tend to get caught up in what they're doing. And then it 
becomes, such as phones, people start using them, and then they keep on using them, and they get addicted to them, and it takes over their lives. Mm. And then they're not staying rooted because suddenly maybe it'd be their hobby or something that they wanted to do for another purpose suddenly becomes another purpose because they're way too into it. Mm. And when you need to be rooted, we need to be rooted in Christ where these distractions won't distract us away from Christ. Mm. When we're trying to glorify, the devil will come and try to take us away from Christ. And it's something that you really got to be rooted in. And that's... I was going to say, if you have some things that you want to share from some of the notes that you've taken, please feel free or some scripture or whatever. Go for, go for it. Well, Psalm 18.2 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, and whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Is that a, a life verse for yourself, or is that something that you incorporate into uh, the theme this weekend? I think it is, since it just lets me know that I could trust God He's going to deliver me from times of hard. He's my fortress. He protects me. And my refuge, shield, it just it shows that we could trust God and he will protect us. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Very cool. This retreat, were you with us last year on the retreat or no? I was not with you. You were not? Last okay, year. last year. Uh, I was trying to remember. So is this, how many retreats have you done with, with the Journey crew before? This is my first. This is your first one. Woo! That's awesome. Wow. That's amazing. So this is your first retreat. What sort of expectations did you have going into this weekend? Well, I had no idea. I was more <laughs> thinking this was going to be kind of relaxing. Not quite sure what we were going to do all weekend. I knew there'd be food. Um, yes, food. That was a good point. I didn't know there were going to be guest speakers or anything. Like, I didn't even know you guys were going to be here. I thought Jeff was doing the leadership till he got here. Wow, and Jeff, then, we communicate. Who's on the flyer? <laughs> so, and then when I saw you, well, I never met you, but mm-hmm. it was really, it's a really eye-opening experience to meet you and hear your teachings. And it's great to hear your stories and your testimony. Cool. You've had two sessions with us, two main sessions. You've had a workshop. Which workshop did you go to? I went to the workshop on being rock solid. On being rock solid. On Psalm 61 with Ariel? Yeah, Ariel, you can talk. It's okay. It's okay to laugh. Ariel's back in action with us. It's awesome. Uh, Ariel was the first one we ever interviewed on Untorn Radio, which was so cool. And she's part of our staff this weekend, which is great. Uh, talk Talk about the workshop. How was the workshop? How'd it go? The workshop was pretty cool because we got to discuss what you talked about. Okay. We discussed and we took it a little bit deeper. We talked about all your main points and then we shared some other verses that we may have found and other ways that your teaching can affect us that you may not have directly mentioned in your speech. Awesome. Very cool. Canadian dodgeball. It's a new game that we've been kind of taking around with us for about a month with Infusion. Talk about it. How do you like it? It's probably the weirdest thing ever where you run around, not quite sure what's happening, then you get hit by something and you have to sit down. <laughs> and then you try and help other people that got you out to get them out so that you can get back in. Yeah, then you have to like 
have like your revenge once you get down. You gotta like get back up now. But you can't do that, so you have to have other people help you. So you're in complete confusion while you're actually helping people so you can get help. You're not in in infusion, you're in confusion, right? Yes. (laughs) Sorry, lame. Um, Thanks for the courtesy laugh, guys. I appreciate it. You guys rock. Uh, I'll pay you later. Um, Anyway, uh, just kidding. Thanks for boosting up my self-esteem. That's not a homeschool high five. That's a homeschool pat on the back. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) we're having a good time here. You've had a good... A good weekend thus far. Uh, what are your expectations going into the second half of this weekend? Um, I'm excited to hear more teaching. I, Some the good first two were really, really good, and I'm kind of excited for the next two. And you said you'd be talking on Compassion? Yeah, Compassion International. Uh, it's worth, it's worth uh, mentioning it on this broadcast if you are interested in Sponsoring a child through Compassion International, you can log on to our website, uh, which is compassion.com slash infusion, I-N-F-U-Z-I-O-N. That's for our listeners. Those of you in the house, we will be talking about that a little bit later on, what that means and what that looks like. But yeah, Uh, do you guys as a family sponsor a child by chance or no? I think we do. Okay. I don't know too much about it. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) That's cool. Hey, it's, it's, it's awesome. So... Any final thoughts, any final words that you might have for our audience about living rock solid, about, uh, about applying it to everyday life? I would say read your Bible, get more in-depth with God's Word, learn more about God. It's a great experience, and try not to be overcome by the distractions of this world. Excellent. Thanks, Tim. You know, uh, oh, you want to you want to share? Yeah, I, I okay, just, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to in, interject on that one little note because we actually went to ISI Iron Sharpens Iron. For those of you who don't know, it's a, yeah. You better be careful with the broadcast because if you say ISI, it's going to sound like ISIS. We didn't go to a <laughs> ISIS conference. We no. went to an ISI Infusion conference. Is not associated with ISIS in any way, shape, or form. Yes, thank you. Anyway, continue on. At ISI Iron Sharpens Iron. There was a stat that a guy came over and talked to us about that said, uh, if men don't read their Bibles, if they don't stay in the scripture, they're going to, it actually matters more, spiritually speaking, than not going to church, not reading, not going, not doing Bible studies, not doing all those other things that we like to do as, as disciples, as churchgoers. What really, really matters is getting into the word. So I agree with you on that point 100%. It's awesome. They're, they're laughing at you. Or us. That ISIS thing really set them off. Oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. At least they're awake now. So very cool. Well, thanks, Tim. Let's give Tim, Tom, whatever your name is, a round of applause. I know it's Tim. I know it's Tim. You can, you can yeah, you can jump out of the chair. Anybody else want to be interviewed? Anybody else want to chat on the on the broadcast? No. You're all choked up. No, we're not going to put you on. No, he's like absolutely not. We're having a great time here at the Harvest House. It's been a, a fun adventure so far. We're halfway home, roughly. We got mm-hmm. some more coming this afternoon and tonight. You want to kind of share uh, what this weekend's been for you, Adam? Oh man! Well, Canadian dodgeball is is a, a newfound favorite for me. It's pretty fun. I still like ragball. Sorry, yeah, ragball is is the all time favorite. Yeah, ragball. And we're, Ariel's we're, we're doing fist pound. I think we're gonna play that today. I think we're gonna play that this afternoon. And tonight, I think another one of my favorites is we're going to be playing some grog. We're going to be getting a little groggy around here. 
Not not but, morning groggy, but actual like grogginess talking about the game of grog. If that makes sense. I get it. Okay. I'm not sure anybody else in the house gets it, but Well we'll, t- we'll teach you grog later. And I'm also really, really looking forward to the rest of the, the workshops and for the rest of the ministry of the weekend. And I, I just love the place that we get to come to. Harvest House is an awesome place. Um, just gonna wrap up the Harvest House here for a couple of seconds. It's a great place. It's fun to come to. They got gym, they got arcade room, good kitchen, good food. Good good prices in this place. Yeah. If you're if you're looking, harvesthouse.ws in Buffalo, New York, is the uh, place where we go. Please don't steal one of our weekends because we want to be able to come back here in the future, um, unlike other places. So uh, thank you for tuning in. This has been fun. <laughs> Harvest House did not pay us to say any of that. No, um, <laughs> no endorsement. But this place is is great. So Harvest House is awesome. You guys having a good time? Has it been a good weekend? Yeah, you can say yes. Yeah, thumbs up. In spite of you being sick, you're having a good time. Say it, yes. Say it. Yeah, all right. Are you having a good time, graphic design type person? Yeah? Okay. Falling asleep over there? Hey, Chrissy, senior. The only senior here. Are you excited? Are, are Has this been a good, good... Yeah? Yeah? How about you guys over there? Yeah? Yeah? Um, you guys just whelmed? All right, yeah. Tim, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so Jay, how have you how have you been this weekend? What have you been thinking about? A lot of stuff, man. My brain is just mind blown. One one point to take away so far. If you were to give us one point. There's a fan there. <laughs> There's a fan. Okay. That's well, my one point. <laughs> yes, we're in a room where there are two fans actually. No, three. 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 Yeah. So actually four if you want to count the bathroom vent fan too. But anyway. And and five with the air conditioning fan. Yeah, that's true. What are we doing? <laughs> My point. <laughs> you know, I think the thing for me is just remembering that rock-solid living means life beyond the retreat. Hmm. And I think that it needs to be the constant in our lives. Uh, not just, hey, it's good for this moment, but not for the rest of my life. It is good for the rest of your life. So you're talking about staying consistent, staying yeah. even, even line or maybe even... Yeah increasing over time absolutely we need to stay steady instead of looking at jesus as some sort of quick fix uh, like we do with so many other things that we attach ourselves to especially with medication and whatnot i expect my headache to be gone instantaneously i expect this to happen right away and well, it's, it's not the same when it comes to the unfolding nature of who God is. It's, it's a very, very self-gratifying culture that I live in. It's like very, very instantaneous. Yep. Like Absolutely. Said, so. Yeah, makes sense. This is Untorn Radio. It's been fun. Uh, Adam's to my right, to most of your left. Uh, welcome back, Detroit. It's good to have you back in the house. Um, guy just walked back in the room wearing a Detroit Tigers shirt. Aren't they out? They're out, aren't they? Sorry. Yeah, Detroit Tigers. <laughs> Sorry, Ken DePeel, if you're listening to this. Uh, Ken DePeel was my old youth pastor, Detroit Tigers fan. Thank you for tuning in. Guys in the house, thank you for allowing us to broadcast and share this last 35, 40 minutes with you guys. This is Untorn Radio. We broadcast on Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time uh, at untorn.net. Thank you for being part of this. I leave you with the music of Switchfoot slipping away. Uh, This is Untorn Radio where we talk about life, struggles, and the hunger for more. Whatever your background is, it doesn't matter. This is a safe place for a life transformational message. We will see you on Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time 
regularly on Mondays. This Monday we're off because of the holiday, but we will see you soon uh, coming up in just about a week and a half at our next Untorn broadcast for Monday. So for Adam, I'm Jay. We'll see you soon. This is Untorn Radio. God bless you guys. number one number two employee leave a message at the hey jamie it's me jamie this is your daily pep talk i know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group mad harmony but you will bounce back i mean you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the name your price tool it should be you giving me the pep talk now get out there hit that high note and take mad harmony all the way to nationals this year sorry it's pitchy Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.